Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sega Lounge. Uh, this week, we have a very special episode. So we, we do, I, I'm not doing an intro, the usual thing. We're, you know, jumping straight into this. I'm joined by my good friends, Viper. Hello, Viper from Radio Sega. Welcome. Hello, Mr. KC. It's been, well, what? It's been like a week. Or, yeah, it's been, <laughs> <laughs> that's generous. It's been a few days at least. Yes, it, it has. It has. It has been a few episodes since you were uh, last on the show. Um, but thank you so much for, for joining uh, the, this panel of amazing uh, Sega community uh, stars. Uh, and sp- speaking of stars, uh, we have Mr. Matt Oliver. Welcome. From Thanks, Casey. How's it going? It's going great. Nice to have you on again. Uh, yes, I thought thought we'd uh, take up the residency, you know. <laughs> exactly. My my actual co-hosts, Matt Oliver and also James Brown. Hello, James. Hello there. It's been a couple of weeks since you last had me on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, James. Thank uh, you very much. The season's is... going really well so far. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> it's practically the, 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 the dojo lounge or something at this point. But I'm not complaining, and no one's complaining. It's always a pleasure to have you guys here. Uh, we're not here to talk about Shenmue, although... Uh, we, I'm sure we, we will at some point. <laughs> at some point, I'm sure, yes. But we're here to talk about Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, uh, which uh, is out now. So we're recording this the day after uh, the game uh, came out to the public, at least uh, the general public, physically, right? And um, we've all had our chance to to enjoy the game a little bit longer than that because we were kindly uh, given some some codes to uh, play the game before launch by our good friend Daniel Russell from Sega. Um, shout Call out to from me. <laughs> but you you've also experienced the game in in a way, right? Yeah, with I, your stream. Um, well, basically, yeah. Um, Matt got the code because Matt streams. For the dojo, and I kind of just sit there and enjoy Matt playing. <laughs> um, but he was playing the game with the code from Danny, so that was pretty cool. And I've actually pre-ordered the game myself for the PS5, and I, it came on Saturday. To be fair, so I have had quite a bit of time to play with it, and mm. uh, I've downloaded the the extra DLC and, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I I, I think I could uh, give you a, a good amount of thoughts anyway towards the game itself <laughs> excellent hopefully excellent yeah i i'll be honest as well i was on vacation so i got the the code the day before i left and i got it on the xbox so uh i couldn't take it with me should have gotten on on the switch damn but uh <laughs> so I, I i wasn't able to get as much time with the game as i wanted but i i still played it so i i came back Late last week, uh, last weekend, so I, I got a few days with the game, and um, I have my thoughts as well. I know Viper has a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. He's a thinking person. Some relate to the game. <laughs> Some relate to the game. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, let's try to um, you know share our experiences with the series. I'll go first because it's very short. <laughs> what I have to say now, 
I uh, haven't played much of Super Monkey Ball. I know it's a crime and it's a shame, uh, but I haven't much, uh, played much of, of Super Monkey Ball. I've played the original game on the GameCube uh, for a short period of time. Uh, I didn't own the game. I played it on someone else's uh, console. Um, and then the la- I played the... Um, which one was it? The, the mobile game? Sakura something? Maybe? Uh, yeah, sounds when, about right. Tazuka Sakura one. in the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also played that. Uh, and then I played Banana Blitz HD. And mm. now Banana Mania. So that's my short experience with the the series. Reason why I didn't want to do a, like a proper review. I wanted to actually invite you guys to talk a little bit more about the game with me instead of me reviewing the game with little to no experience with the series. So that's my starting point. What about you, Viper? Um, my starting point <laughs> with the series was kind of mainly through the Sega All-Stars games since I had such a massive presence in them for a while. And then that series dropped off the face of the earth and it kind of reappeared in my life again, um, probably around sort of the time when live stream was getting really big and kind of much more prevalent. So 2014, 2015. So kind of seeked out the game then and just one of those things where even like such a short game, relatively speaking, it's only like got an hour or two worth of content in terms of single player. It's just one of those games you can go back to again and again and again. So started with Deluxe and then went back to the GameCube games, then tried to play everything in between since, which, as everyone is probably surely aware, uh, varying results uh, as the series went on. But it's nice to have a return to form in the Return of Banana Mania, so I've tried to put as much time into it as possible and save at the moment, at least after so many years of kind of mediocrity for the series. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Matt? I mean, mine is probably embarrassingly short. Um, I had it on the GameCube back in the day um, when I had a GameCube and played it to death. And when I sold the GameCube, I, all the games went with it and I didn't play another one until I got Banana Mania off of um, Danny a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Um, so I'm coming in completely fresh from, for what, 19, 20 years ago, in fact. I, I think that's nice because uh, I think depending on uh, your previous experience with the, the series and especially the first two games, you probably have different thoughts, different opinions on on this, let's say, remaster, I think. So I think it's it's useful to... Get people with different experiences with the, the series. Uh, I'm sure James has a different past to share as well. Um, well, I mean, it's a bit of a strange one for me, really. I don't know. I don't know if I've got like these false early memories of the games. I was, I was looking on my shelf to to try and dig out like the Monkey Ball games I I own, and I was shocked. I couldn't find the original game for the GameCube. <laughs> I've got. No recollection of what happened there, whether I sold it or lost it or something. Uh, I, I do vaguely remember playing it, though, with, you know, with a GameCube controller, for sure, the yellow thumbstick. Definitely remember the box art, so yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. So my early memories are pretty hazy. Um, but the first game that I definitely do own, that I've checked, I've got on my shelf, is the, uh, the original Xbox Super Monkey Ball Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a fantastic game. It's probably the version I sunk the most time into, and 
you know, I can I can actually remember. I, I know Viper said it was like two hours long, but I can remember the end credits in that game where you, you're dodging the letters of the staff characters as they're dropping down and collecting bananas and stuff. Um, but I, I was surprised the other night when before we did the stream, I was I was looking on Wikipedia the released games in the series to see which I actually do own. And there's been like a game every single year from like 2001 until 2014. So I think it's been a pretty successful series for Sega over the years. Uh, there's been games on pretty much every platform and even the Vita. It's got a, a, its own game. Mm-hmm. And um, after looking at that list, I went on a bit of a shopping spree. <laughs> and um, <laughs> on eBay, I, I bought the, the, the Game Boy Advance game the DS game, and oh, I just went for like the, the cheap ones. I picked up the Wii Balance Board game as well, which was like a couple of quid. Um, that's surely got to have the best control system, right? <laughs> the games. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not sure if you're going to touch on the, the little con- controversy with the controls in the new game that I've seen on Twitter and stuff, but, I mean, you know, you've got to take a, re- a moment to, to reflect on the, the pinpoint accuracy of the Wii Balance Board. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually uh, I thought of picking that up at some mm. point in the past, but for some reason never did. Uh, not sure if I regret it or not. I don't but... know. I'll let you know when I get a chance to play it. I just need to dig <laughs> dig the balance board out. But yeah, like, like I was saying, I mean, I, f- I think it's been pretty successful over the years. And I, I was thinking earlier, it's it's interesting. The character of like I I is is already like pretty recognizable. Same mm-hmm. character. You know, like Donkey Kong is to Nintendo. Um, well, perhaps not on the same scale, but uh, considering like Super Monkey Ball is probably like the, the first brand new Sega IP not on Sega hardware, if that makes sense. So like after, it came after yeah. the Dreamcast, but the, the characters are still pretty recognizable as, you know, Sega's definitive mascots, as it were, kind of thing. But if you think of, say, like the All-Stars racing games, you've got like Beat from Jet Set Radio and Ryo Hazuki from Shenmue, of course. So I, I think, you know, Monkey Ball characters are kind of up there with, um, you know, all the popular Sega series. So, you know, Danica Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad Sega embracing it again, you know, the HD remaster a couple of years ago, like you said, and Banana Mania now. So, you know, it's... Seems like the series is back with a bang. Yeah, I I, I can't wait for the next Danica Patrick game <laughs> uh, on the PS Five. Have our own spin-off game, yeah. Yeah, Danica exactly. Patrick remastered. Exactly. <laughs> they have kind of become like not mascots, but like very popular. You know, when you think of probably the top ten Sega characters, you know, I I could be one of those ten, right? Yeah, I, I actually was thinking about that uh, when I was uh, like uh, preparing mentally for this show, <laughs> for this recording. Um, Monkey Ball, so not Super Monkey Ball, Monkey Ball originated mm-hmm. in, in the arcades. But then Super Monkey Ball is what everyone played, right, on, on the GameCube and, and so on. And um, I think it's actually, as you said, the first um, post-Dreamcast franchise Post success, post Dreamcast successful franchise for Sega, which yeah, I mean, don't hold says me a that. lot. I, I, that's just what I, I was thinking as well. I think because it came out in two thousand and one, which is be on the tail end of the Dreamcast. Yeah. So, and I, I think actually they they were actually making it for the Dreamcast at one point. I think probably I read. yeah. 
um, and obviously it went to exclusivity for GameCube and um, and yeah, I, I, I think... yeah, because the 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 arcade game came on on the um, for the Naomi. Uh, did, system, did anyone so... ever actually play the arcade? I've seen it on Google, like the banana joystick. Yeah, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> where did you play it? I, I can't um, say I've ever seen no, it. In in where, where's an arcade for it? Uh, America. I mean, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think okay. it ever came in the UK. At least it might have done, but I, I never saw it around here. I never saw it. Yeah. So, um, and it, it was sponsored actually. The bananas were sponsored. I think. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's. I read it. I'm not sure if this was only in Japan or if in the GameCube uh, Western games as well. I think they the bananas were dull bananas. Yes, that was so. in the Western versions as well. Really? Um, okay. Okay. Super Mario One and Two, and then they cut it from Deluxe for some reason. Yeah. That's is that a like a licensing issue? I'm guessing. <laughs> Presumably, yeah. <laughs> Probably, as as per usual, yeah. Okay, so uh, we've established that we've all got different experiences with uh, the series. I think uh, Viper, this is probably one of your, you know, favorite Sega franchises, or maybe all around franchises ever, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say at this point. Um, <laughs> especially if you've kind of listened into Radio Soul for long enough now, you'd certainly know that, yeah, that is the case. Um, yeah. I guess in terms of a love of why, it's just a game that incentivizes those uh, sort of, I don't know, rushes of adrenaline from doing something perfectly, doing almost like pixel perfect tricks and getting the goal in just the right way and that sort of thing. It incentivizes playing better and better and learning from your mistakes and seeing them and then figuring mm-hmm. out how to improve iteratively and really a game of self-regression and self-improvement, um, which is not really something... Although Sega are very good at, I don't think anything's ever really come as close as Super Monkey Ball has. It's like so snappy and quick in terms of, here's what you did wrong, go again, immediately. Like, go! That's it. That's mm-hmm. all the warning you get. And it's, yeah, that instant snappy feeling for it for me and the um <laughs> the huge boost of adrenaline you get when you do something perfectly has always been something that's resonated with me since i first played the series hmm. excellent it's definitely it's definitely probably like the definition of one more try <laughs> like if you look <laughs> yeah. that up in the dictionary so- it probably says super monkey ball because um from i, I mean I'm, I'm i assume we're going to be talking about the new new game in a sec but Going through some of the levels again, it, it holds your hand a little bit at the start, and then suddenly it just, you know, kicks you up the arse. And uh, <laughs> I, I must have played like one stage, literally for about an hour, and I had to skip it in the end, <laughs> embarrassingly. Uh, is it the tower one? <laughs> um, that one wasn't too bad actually. I, I ended up getting lucky on that. You mean the one where there's like the paddles the, that? Yeah, yeah, the, put, the paddles. Yeah. The... No, the one I got stuck on was on World 3. I think it was stage 4. I forgot the name, but it's like the one with like these grey boulders that keep coming down, and you have to like time yourself going under them. Oh, Oh, there's a That wasn't wasn't too bad for me. That's all right, that one, actually. If you go to the the back of the level, you can slow them down. Also true, yeah. So usually uh, when you have uh, the... the... So is it the, the... Play button. Yeah, it's called triples the stages. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So there's a a, like a sort of a play button that you can press. 
right? Like a, a switch that. Uh, oh, is that when you fall? Was, in was it a fast the, forward stage? Yeah, yeah usually yeah, yeah. you fall on that switch, and it. Oh, dude! Is everything that all it moves, moves yeah. uh, quickly. Or okay, more quickly. Do you still want me on the show? You don't <laughs> to, <laughs> do you want me to just leave now? That's embarrassing. So if if you go back, usually uh, if you just turn around, there are like two or three bananas at the back of the stage, and usually a, a slow down switch as well, or a pause switch or something, depending on what the level is. That might just be but, me showing my age now or something. No, no, that, just that, that shows your 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 skills, your the level of your of skills, because you. Completed that with um, with you know everything moving faster, so awesome. Yeah, apart from I didn't, I did the. Uh... Oh, you skipped. Never <laughs> <Yeah>. mind. Okay. <laughs> free, I did play it for an hour though, so that's uh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, though. yeah. So never give up. That's that's the lesson here. Okay. So yeah, but th this is actually uh, uh, probably one of the last. Remnants of Sega arcade uh, games, right? So, so obviously we still have Virtual Fighter, and mm. uh, but Sega moved away from that a little bit, obviously, uh, and we have most of our most modern, recent games are not an arcade experience uh, as Super Monkey Ball still is. So, it's nice to to experience that. And this, so this for people who are not familiar with the game with Banana Mania. Viper, would you like to very quickly uh, sum up what Banana Mania is? So Banana Mania is kind of like a half remaster, half remake kind of love letter thing to Super Monkey Ball 1, 2 and Deluxe. So it features mainly content from those first two games and as well the um, levels from Monkey Ball Deluxe, which they added a couple of. It's a collection of a collection almost. It's kind of difficult to describe in that sense, <laughs> but um, yeah, a whole bunch of new content injected in, all sorts of new characters, all sorts of new modes, and I don't think there's any additional new flaws, but a lot of new content in that sense in terms of they take old content and mix it up with something new. So you've got stuff like Golden Banana, where you have to collect the bananas. Dark Banana, where you do the opposite, don't get any. So the, it's a very good game. Uh, it, yeah, in one hand, it's created a bunch of new content for these new characters and who's going to be DLC and all that hype they built around it, which you could argue is not part of the game, but it's besides the point. But you've also got all this new stuff in the form of reused old content, kind of recycled in creative and new clever ways as well so it's something where if you like the original two monkey ball games you'll get something out of it and you'll enjoy the fresh new twists rather than say anything like definitively new but if you've never played it before then it's just this grand huge package full of uh, monkey ball love for uh, well consumption by anyone really it's the most accessible game in the series today i'd say Okay, and that's a good starting point for, for uh, our thoughts on the game. Do you think, uh, and not just you, Viper, but Matt, James, feel free to um, share your thoughts as well. Do you think the amount of content can keep some people away, can be like overwhelming for some people? I think we've all at least read or heard of a certain uh, game news outlet that reviewed the game and said that <laughs> was not not too difficult, but at some point frustrating and always the same. So, could this 
the amount of content in this remaster slash remake slash love letter to Monkey Ball be overwhelming for some people and keep them away from this experience? Um, I mean, it's difficult to say. From my point of view, there's much bigger and, you know, just thinking about the Accuser series that's took off and, you know, um, Judgment. Those games are massive, like 40, 50 hour sort of games. So in terms of content wise, you're talking about like fast paced stages that you just replay and, you know, you're not committed story wise to, to almost finishing this game. So I'm not sure if like the amount of content's going to put people off. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're you're sort of suggesting say like the trailer, how it said it's comprising of Super Monkey Ball One, Two, and Deluxe, and people are going in thinking, "Christ, that's like three games in one kind of thing," and might be overwhelming. But um, I think if you're familiar with Super Monkey Ball and you, you kind of know what you're going to get when you get in there, you're expecting like fast-paced, fun stages, pick up and play. Um, I, th- I think the fact that there's so much content is a, a positive, in my opinion. Um, I do remember when they were tweeting out about the game early on. Uh, I think the Super Monkey Ball account said something like that. You know, the unlockable characters you can get within the first five minutes, and I was thinking, oh, that seems a bit quick to me. I'm, I'm thinking like back in the day, to unlock a character, you'd have to complete the whole game and then play on normal difficulty, then hard to complete another one. But actually, when you're actually playing the game and you actually see how much stuff there is to unlock, it does feel like a game from that era, really. I don't think we've seen too many games recently that have such a a wealth of unlockables that you don't pay for. I know these these paid DLC in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, like the Hello Kitty character and stuff, they're completely optional. But what Mm -hmm. you do get in that point shop, I feel like there is a lot of stuff there to unlock and playing the stages... Um, trying to get faster time and it's constantly rewarding you with these coins and stuff that you can then take into the shop and buy extra characters buy different game modes um so yeah i mean there's there's a lot going on really if you think about how many different game modes there is but really the beauty of super monkey ball is in the probably the original mode playing through the stages and enjoying the puzzle platformer kind of content marble kind of like a labyrinth if you remember those wooden labyrinth puzzle things from back in the day that's how i think of it it's kind of like one of them but on like a crazy golf kind of scale um so yeah yeah uh, i lost my train of thought there but yeah but it, but yeah. it's like uh it's not um even though there there are loads of levels and modes and variations mm. of there's the challenge mode and the special modes as well so there are a lot of stages to complete but they're all very short yeah, and it's not too daunting. And depending on your skill level, obviously, you can take an hour on each yeah. of them. <laughs> Maybe it's just that one. That, well, there's that. certain stages I, I find a really hard level is like in the middle of a set of easy levels for some reason. Like I, I end up, I've, I've found, especially with Banana Mania, I've skipped a level because it's so convenient to be able to do that now if you're yeah. really struggling with a stage. And then I probably end up doing the next three or four on my first go so it, it, it the difficulty spikes are a little bit strange i, I know it's going to get even harder later in the, the game um like thinner paths and more sort of obstacles and stuff bumping you around and um those sort of things but i think 
they've added enough different features like I've just said, like the the skipping a mm-hmm. stage thing, or there is a helper tool, which we might want to talk about a little bit, yeah. um, that kind of yeah. helps, but doesn't at the same time, because uh, even though it slows the game down, everything still moves um, in sequence kind of thing. Like, even though it's not like bullet time and max pain where you're slowing stuff down and it's it's super easy then because you can kill everyone, it's slow, but you've still got to have the same momentum and everything. It, it just kind of helps you to see what's going on, I guess, with the stage. So I, I think they've added helper elements like that and the stage skip for players that might get frustrated and play a level for an hour. I, I think that's the biggest one, right? The, the stage skip. I actually, um, I, I have never skipped a stage uh, yet. Uh, so How far have you got? I'm in, I I've, haven't pl- completed the game. I'm in World 5, I think. Uh, the but amusement I, park, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, the one after the whale. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and uh, I've I got stuck a, a few times, but I never, I, I I actually committed to not skipping stages. But I was sure that um, when I, I tried challenge mode, I was like the, the normal challenge mode is like thirty something stages, perhaps thirty five. Thirty five, I think. Yeah. And I was like in stage 28 or something, and I had to do something. And I thought, oh, uh, I'm, I, I was so used to actually uh, going back to the main menu and picking up the game where I left off that I actually quit challenge mode and tried to resume challenge mode again, obviously to start from the very first stage, which was a little bit frustrating, but that's on me. So... <laughs> but obviously, challenge mode is a little bit different. So you don't have you have to complete all the stages in order. You can't skip them and you can't quit. You can't pick that up later. You have to do everything in sequence. But in story mode, so the main mode, you can um, stop playing, come back later if you're feeling frustrated. If you if you want to just play a. a a party game or something and and pick up where you left off you can skip levels if they're too hard for you so i think that actually uh is more welcoming to newcomers than the original games right yeah and one thing i forgot about that they've done with banana mania is no lives so like yeah. before you'd fail and then you'd have to either continue i think from a certain point or you know restart the whole thing but uh, that's that's kind of like another extra little bit of help this time around that you can keep playing and playing and playing and like I say it's it's the definition of one more try you you want to keep going until you pass the level even when it's you know you're looking at the clock and it's quarter past two in the morning and <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 definitely yeah excellent so um, any thoughts on this Matt any new features or um, things that you think will help newcomers to the series to enjoy this? I, I mean, for, for me, sort of coming into it fresh, I suppose, I mean, it does harken back to the old school, one more try, give it a go. And we were all sort of of a certain age where we were brought up in that era to sort of just, I don't know, just get on with it <laughs> at the end of the day. So I think 
the the, the helper, the stage skip, etc. I think they they will help the modern the more modern game who maybe doesn't a have the time or b have the patience for it. And I don't want to generalize, but I think that's probably where that's come from. But for me as well, I I, I love the party games. Um, I think when we streamed it, I probably spent two thirds of my time just playing those blooming party games. They're <laughs> addictive, absolutely addictive. I was sat playing mini golf on my lunch break today, and it took up an hour because I'm <laughs> awful at it. So I think those sorts of things, where especially I, I, I'm not sure if they're online. Those party games. I mean, it's a travesty if they're not. They're not. They're not. Unfortunately, they really should be because, like, for me, that'd be an absolute goldmine. You get a bunch of you on those party games online, and you, you'd kill an evening because they're addictive. I mean, mm-hmm. the golf addictive. I was playing uh, the boxing with the, where the, all the rings change. And I don't know, I just sat there, just kept going and going and going at it. But before I knew, an hour had gone by. I was like, oh, crap, I better go to, back, go to work again. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> So for me, from an accessibility point of view, having come back to the series after nine on 20 years, those appealed to me. I, I, maybe it's just what I like, but those sort of party games and getting people around and smashing buttons and just having fun, I think harkens back again to when online gaming wasn't a thing you get all your friends around your, your dreamcast or whatever there'd be four of you huddled around a tv and it, it just felt like that as it sort of brought back definitely. memories of being a kid yeah definitely so this is one of the it's probably i think I, i've never tried it that way but I, I i think this is probably one of the best party games you can can have and uh, and use as like a couch co-op or couch multiplayer experience right I don't know if you've, any of you, so you haven't tried it like that. James, Viper, have you guys tried it with someone else locally? Unfortunately not. No, okay. I think that's yeah. a shame, isn't it? Like, back in the day, we, I can remember playing it. have no friends. That's, <laughs> I think it's just, I don't know, like, I don't want to say I've got no friends, because <laughs> that makes me sound, like, really sad, but I do remember playing with one friend but it's it's just the fact yeah. that people have to be into monkey ball at the same time they have to be into yeah. like you know to to some people it can seem like more of a childish game um but obviously we just love sega we play anything that sega would pump out whether it's mm-hmm. you know billy hatcher or you know just just anything that might seem like a kid's game um obviously to us it's fun it's not it's nostalgia um and it's it's something we love. Like Matt was saying, you know, I'd I'd, I'd love to play, say, the soccer game, monkey monkey football, whatever it's called, and monkey golf. Um, I, I kind of wish it was online. Like when I saw Matt play it the other night for the first time, and at the bottom it was a little bit deceiving. It said press Y or triangle to connect to the internet. I was thinking, oh, is this online? I hadn't actually heard whether or not you could play the the, it, the party it's for games the, online. The and, leaderboards. Yeah, and then. Yeah. I come to try try it out on my myself with my copy of the game that I got, and uh, I couldn't figure out if it was possible. And and then I read the back of the box, and it says, um, "Oh, actually, it says network features on the back, which is deceiving." <laughs> One to four. It's um, a get get friends. Yeah, get friends. Get get your friends around. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's a shame. If that's something, I probably would uh, say is omitted from this game. It would have been nice to have that sort of online i know it's an expense for sega i don't know if they they know how many sort of people are going to get back into super monkey ball but i mean they've done pretty well i would say uh marketing wise with all these dlc characters i feel yeah. like 
at some point it was kind of turning into Sega's bloody um, Smash Brothers. You know, people were re- referring it to like that. Like, what's this character going to be? And then we had the Gamescom reveal that was kind of like hyped up beforehand and that sort of stuff. So I think they've done really well at marketing. And uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little on- online mode with the party games so that I'm not sat there playing them on my own. <laughs> yeah, I actually enjoyed play- the last one that I played was um, Monkey Boxing, I think. Monkey Fight? Yeah, that's really Monkey good. Monkey Fight, yeah. And uh, that was a blast. I, even with AI or against AI, it was just amazing. I, I had a lot of fun. I was like laughing out loud with, with what, what was happening and the animations and trying to not fall off the platforms. And uh, I, I imagine that playing with friends locally is amazing. Actually, I imagine playing with friends online would be amazing as well. But I'm guessing yeah. you'd have to to make it work with all different platforms the game is available for. So Xbox, PS5, mm-hmm. Switch, uh, PC. Um, so there's there are some costs involved that I'm not sure Sega is willing to take on at this point. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, they're not just throwaway party games as well. Like if you look at the the Monkey Race, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, 10 tracks you know there's, uh-huh. there's a lot of variety there i mean the, the party games on their own could make up a package of you know a game on itself let you know let alone the the story mode and all the content there with the 200 300 levels of of the, the single player mode that the party games are actually a wealth of extra content as well mm-hmm. definitely yeah so we've talked about the party games uh viper what mode or which parts of the game stand out for you? Um, so definitely for me, and for me only, I'm sure, um, one that I spent a lot of time on was Deluxe Mode. I did complain in my review, and I've complained elsewhere since. I do wish Super Monkey Ball Deluxe was tied a little bit more into the package, because as it stands, all it is is just a bonus mode with like the 40 or so stages from that game, which were... Here we go, history time, um, pulled from the sinking ship of Super Monkey Ball 3. So as a result, you got those 40 levels, but they're just kind of filtered into their own side mode that you have to purchase with bananas. I do wish that, because Super Monkey Ball Deluxe kind of tied it all together nicely, so all the levels from 1, 2, and Deluxe could appear in the story mode, and they could all appear in the challenge mode in like the same level structure as well. So... I do wish they'd carried that over instead of using Super Monkey Ball 2 as the base, because that's what the story mode's based on, and the challenge modes are based on the first two games. So I wish it was tied a little bit nicer into the package, but since it's my favourite one before Banana Mania came out, found myself spending a lot of time in that mode. Um, aside from that, um, it's nice that the story mode's there, of course, even if I... I would say it's a little bit downgraded in comparison to um, the original version. The cutscenes are a little bit lacking, but that's certainly where I think a lot of people outside those party modes, which will be, uh, you know, one to go back to for years to come. I think that's the main meat and package of the game, certainly, that a lot of people will be getting into. So let's say that's where I've spent most of my time with it anyway. Um, And once you get over that, once you finally finish that and clear that, then it's just going back to those challenge modes over and over and over again, trying to improve your score, get better times, um, try and you know, like do the entire thing a bit quicker, less deaths, all that sort of thing, because the game has 
a lot of stats that it tracks, and you've got the mission mode as well, which gives you incentives to go back and play it all again. Um, you know, in the case of perhaps if you need a little bit, little bit more help, less skips as you go through as well. And all those sort of things are tracked once you finish it finally. So that creates a bunch of incentives to go back through those challenge modes and just keep improving. So what I mentioned earlier about previous Monkey Ball games having this level of progression and self-improvement, they've tied that in perfectly. So I think once you cleared that story mode and you've got that all out of the way, challenge mode is going to be an addicting um, improvement tool to well keep playing the game, I guess, and keep improving your scores and once you do that as well you can upload them to the leaderboards and show off to your friends and the rest of it so there's certainly a very nice competitive aspect to uh, mm-hmm. this game to kind of <laughs> get aggressive with your friends and try and beat their scores and that sort of thing so yeah that have been my main modes anyway i'd say excellent yeah um i think i think you mentioned the, the missions so for each level, there are certain objectives that you you can complete. Like, like for example, not using helper is it helper mode? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, not using helper mode that grants you the the perfect clear I think uh, badge or something. And each of these objectives that you complete um, grant you some points, and you can use them in the points shop, which. James mentioned earlier, you can unlock costumes, you can unlock characters, um, so hats, shoes, different ball designs, which is something that I never thought I would say <laughs> on the, this show. Uh, so there, there are lots of stuff to unlock, uh, and you can customize your characters. Uh, the, you also have, so if you get the deluxe, is it deluxe, digital deluxe? Yeah, Pack edition, uh, which we we all uh, got. So y- you get certain Sega Legacy characters. You get Sonic, Tails, um, Kiryu, Beat, uh, the Dreamcast, the Saturn, and the Game Gear. Is it? Yeah. Were those all unlocked for you at the start? Because I at the before I downloaded the DLC for my version, because I didn't get the the digital deluxe, um, Sonic and those were like unlockable for five thousand points each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. the only ones that were unlocked uh, were the consoles. I think. Yes. Okay. Okay. If I'm not cool. mistaken. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, as James said, you can, as you said, sir, uh, <laughs> we can you can unlock everything after like five minutes because after you. Each time you complete a stage, you get a lot of points. So if each time you get a banana, you get some points. When you complete the the missions, the objectives that they set for you for each level, you get points. So it's fairly easy to, after maybe like, I don't know, a couple of hours, I, I would say, to have everything or most stuff unlocked, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, it's I I, I haven't shot. I haven't uh, bought much, uh, you know, apart from the characters. I don't think I've delved much into the or uh, into the um, like the the co- costumes and stuff. But I have yeah. a lot of points. So under the like under the special tab, there's a lot that require ten thousand, and actually there's a, a jump feature mm. which yeah. I've heard people talk about, but that's thirty thousand points. So that's like one that's 
you're going to get further down the line or unless you know you, you don't buy anything and you save up for that one um so that'd be interesting to see how that works or not the jump feature in the main game it says yeah so mm-hmm. mm, there's a lot going on there i will mention a little bit about the dlc actually because obviously you had yours included i got the the physical game uh launch edition for the ps5 and I was trying to find the DLC on the PSN store last night and it's a little bit confusing actually because you'd think it'd be tied into the game. You know, I can view everything associated with a game. You, you, I think you press the options button on a game and go to view game or something in it. That Normally all the DLC is linked to that, but for some reason on Super Monkey Balls, it was like only showing three things. There was Hello Kitty... Um, the classic soundtrack and something else like a pack of three cosmetic items. So for a while I couldn't figure out where the legacy pack was, the classic characters and stuff. So if anyone is having the same sort of problem, you have to go actually search the PSN entire store. Mm-hmm. I, I just typed in Super Monkey and then it, it did show me all these other little DLC elements that are included that you, you guys got for free. Um so yeah, I picked up the classic soundtrack, the classic characters, which is pretty cool. And I quite like, um, it was RGG Studios that actually did the same thing with the Virtual Fighter 5 mm-hmm. remaster mm-hmm. with the, you know, you can have blocky satin looking characters and the classic soundtrack of that as well. So I, I quite like that they're going for like a fresh take and still giving you the old sort of stuff as well. So it's nice to have the new soundtrack and the old soundtrack for Super Monkey Ball as well. So yeah, I picked them up and the three Sega console characters, which is yeah. you know, like like Viper said, don't really affect the game at all. It's just something that you see in front of you for the hours on end. So <laughs> Yeah. It's 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 nice though. It's like I I would have preferred instead of the consoles themselves, I would have preferred the Sega Hard Girls. <laughs> that was my but, exact thoughts. <laughs> but, That's a good point. Uh, but yeah, uh, they would fit in much better. But I'm not complaining. <laughs> One thing that I noticed, though, uh, I'm not sure if it's just the Xbox version. So I, I think I'm the only one that got the, the Xbox version. Um, you can't access the DLC from inside the game, right? So there is no uh, nowhere in the game that you can go to buy to access the store from in-game. I didn't notice anything on the PlayStation, on the PS5. I don't know, James, did you? So James this... had to search the PS store, PSN yeah. store. Exactly. Right? There's, there's yeah. no direct link within the game to the DLC. It's like all outside of the game. That's... And like I say, for some reason, it's weird how mm-hmm. it was only showing me three. Normally it says like view all or it would show them all. It's strange, so... isn't it, that they've done it that way? Because you look at Lost Judgment, which is an RGG game as well, and they've got like a direct menu option to go to the DLC bit in the store and just pick up, you know, the season pass or whatever. So I'm surprised they haven't done it here, especially when they've been pushing sort of DLC characters and content quite quite hard on on sort of social media and everywhere else. I'm I'm, I'm surprised they haven't made it easier to get hold of it. And it's kind of like a semi-incentive if you see like a menu with a list of all the DLC options and these ticks by them. If there's some you haven't got ticks yeah. by, it's kind of like, you know, you feel like you've got not got to buy them, but it's like I say, it's a bit of an incentive to buy yeah. them. 
if you see them physically like that in front of you. I mean, if they do release a character in the future, hopefully we get Ryo Hazuki at some point. But I know there is there planned <laughs> Ryo from Monkey Ball. But there is planned DLC like Persona character Joker. Um, oh, not Joker. Sorry, Morgana. Is it? Yeah, yeah, Morgan. Um, but, but even even Hello Kitty is available now. Yeah, and, but you've, you've got uh, to go out your way part to of find the, it. Yeah, exactly. It's not part of the the version that we got, the deluxe yeah. digital edition. But I I wasn't. Uh, that's why I, I went looking because I I assumed you would be able to. You would get a notification or something in game that would tell you that um, Hello Kitty is now available as a, a paid DLC character uh, or something. There's no mention of that anywhere in game. There is no way to access uh, the 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 store from inside the game. So that's a little bit weird. Hmm. Yeah, no biggie. If, this, so if you yeah. if you want to buy it, just just go look for it. If you really pretend, really really, really want to buy it, yeah, just potentially like missing out on a little bit of income there because yeah, if you don't know that something's available, um, yeah. I mean, exactly. What? Even like I, I, a, a a notification, like on the the title after you, you know, press start to to get into the main menu, maybe get something like like a an icon up top saying new DLC available or something. And yeah. if you you know really, if in the character selection screen there was like question marks. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, people can't help but want to try and not have question marks. It's the same as like notifications on a phone. If you see a notification, you kind of got to get rid of it. So <laughs> it could be like a bit of a way of incentivizing someone to go purchase something. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to give away um, Super Monkey Ball and Animania. So stick around to find out how you can win during this break. And we'll come back in a little bit. If you're listening to this show and thinking to yourself, man, I wish I could be playing Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania right now, then you're in luck as, courtesy of Sega of America, we're giving away two codes for both the game's Digital Deluxe Edition and the Hello Kitty DLC. Both of the codes are for the Steam version on PC and work worldwide, so feel free to enter regardless of where you are in the world. To win, simply enter our raffle by going to the segalounge.com slash bananas and follow the instructions. That's the segalounge.com slash bananas to enter our worldwide raffle. Entries close on October 12th at 11.59pm UK time and I will be reaching out to the winners shortly after. Two lucky listeners will be getting both Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania Digital Deluxe Edition and the game's Hello Kitty DLC on Steam. A huge thank you to Danny Russell and Sega for the codes, and best of luck to everyone entering the giveaway. TheSegaLounge.com slash bananas. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. So, we've talked about uh, new features, we've talked about DLC, the party games, 
one thing that I wanted to mention, uh, I think Viper's been, uh, so you've, you've obviously talked about Monkey Ball a lot on Radio Sega. Uh, really? In the past. <laughs> really? Yeah, maybe. And um, you've mentioned how little you enjoyed uh, the more recent games in the series, right? So, so especially when comparing with the originals, yeah. original games. Um, so let's say someone uh, picked up uh, Banana Blitz HD, for example, the recent remaster of Banana Blitz. And they now want to keep playing because they enjoyed that. How do you think they will react? How do you think they will uh, look at this uh, remaster of the first few games? Which, instead of in, in this one, instead of controlling the ball, you're controlling the stage as you were supposed to in the beginning, right? So, is that something that will affect how people perceive this game? Um, I don't really think so, because I think it's a bit of a lovely halfway between the originals and Banana Blitz HD, since it's built on top of that engine. And that game was designed to be a little bit of a lead-on into whatever they wanted to do with Monkey Ball in the future, providing it did well, which it did, and now we're seeing the fruit of that effort, so to say. Um, but, yeah, like I say, I think it's a little bit of a halfway between the two, so... It feels a lot more like Banana Blitz HD than it did about the original games. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about some of the controversy around the controls, which, yeah, might be something to get into a bit further, I'm sure. But um, it does feel a lot more like Banana Blitz HD. So they've done a lot more to win back over that audience rather than maybe perhaps the more hardcore audience who enjoyed the first two and deluxe a lot more. So... You've got that, you've got the jump button, which was introduced and pretty much only used the Banana Blitz, so if you're a fan of that there, then of course, like we've mentioned, you can go and buy that in the shop for a premium price, um, so that will help fans of that game ease into it a bit more. We'll say, yeah, definitely a bit more difficult, a bit more of a learning curve to it, and I'd say as well, a lot of the time, a bit more skill required as well, you can't just cheese your way through levels or get lucky or just blindly stumble your way through you will need to have a strategy at points and you will kind of need to have an idea and a basic mission plan of okay what, what do i want to get out of this as opposed to just blindly running through the game but um yeah if you enjoy banana blitz i think they've done a lot here to make the transition a lot smoother than perhaps it could have been i think some people wanted it to be so um i think fans of that remake will get a lot out of this one um but it won't be as like a there'll be a little bit of stumbling as you get used to it but it's a lot less stumbling than it could have been if that makes sense i think they made the transition quite smooth between two otherwise very different games Mm -hmm. excellent yeah so um yeah i i actually i i you both you and James mentioned that the jump button that you can jump function that you can uh, unlock you can buy with not with money with in-game points um that will help if all you've experienced with uh banana blitz and you're used to that you can use that as a as a way of maybe I don't know actually I've I've never tried it have you tried it viper 
Uh, yeah, it's actually a lot of fun, but it's... as you can imagine, uh, Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 did not have it, so yeah. um, <laughs> expect a lot of broken level design, but I think that's kind of the fun of it, more than anything. It's fun to go around this game in a way that's not intended and just, oh, look at this difficult stage where I've got to bounce on a tightrope for like 30 seconds. Nope, just jump around it. Two seconds, <laughs> done. That's the beauty of it, I think. So I'm yeah. glad they added it for the sake of... That's why it's a premium price, I think, as well. Just so once you're kind of done with the main core of the game that you want to play, it's like, yep, go mad. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Okay, so uh, uh, going back to that uh, certain review that people have been raving about, obviously, online, uh, <laughs> Sega fans were really happy with IGN's take on, on uh, Banana Mania. Uh, something that I, I was actually reading it, earlier and it says its levels quickly become repetitive and frustrating oh get uh, out <laughs> <laughs> so thoughts matt obviously you have strong feelings about this i i, I do i mean, i've as someone who's come back to the series after a long break I, I, part of the charm is that frustration for me that want to get better that want to improve i don't i don't see that as an issue i see it as a challenge that's the whole point. I mean, if this is an arcade, it'd be eating my one pound coins like anything. Um, and on stream, James, James will attest to this. I had to stop the stream because it was getting quite late, but I was, I was hacking away at this one level for about 20 minutes. And I, and I was saying, I'm not stopping the stream till I finish you know, to do this level. I'd, I don't get it. I don't understand that. The, the whole frustration around the levels It's part of the charm. It's part of, you know, using your initiative and working things out. How can I beat this level? How can I do this in the quickest time? But again, it's a, it's a throwback. I think that appeal certainly appeals to me in the, in the way it's structured. So, no, I'm sorry, I don't. Obviously, other people can like different things and find different things frustrating, or whatever, and that's fine. It's an opinion, but I really, I completely disagree with it. I just think they they haven't sort of bought into what that game is trying to do. And at the end of the day, it's trying to sink you into improving and getting better at it yeah i think yeah. it's funny though like under the same breath these sort of outlets media outlets all praise you know demon souls and dark souls and stuff for being brutally hard and then you know they can't hack demon souls <laughs> is it's ridiculous I'm, I'm playing it at the moment and I've, I've had more debates about throwing a controller over that game than i have super monkey ball so I, I, I feel know. like, uh, for example, I, I, I'm uh, thinking about the the, the calm level uh, in in the wor underwater world. There's like a, a level where is it called the calm? I think so. Is that one? The Which one that I'm thinking think of. of? It's, it's it's yeah, it is a calm. It's always rotating, and you have to uh, move past all of its teeth yes. until we reach the goal. Yeah. Right, so I kept uh, dying on that one. I did, yeah. Because and, and at some point I thought, okay, so I'm just going to blast through this and maybe I'll get lucky. Obviously, it didn't work. Uh, so why did I always end up dying? Because I didn't have enough patience. I had to move, or I lacked the skill. So I'm, I'm certain that there's a way of like blasting through the level at high speed and completing it in two seconds. But I, I'm i not that skilled, so I had to like pause uh, and stop every once in a while and control the ball so it didn't roll and get hit by the 
the teeth of the the comb. Um, but that's an example of how I always feel about all all of these levels. I always feel like if I die, if I fail, it's because of my lack of skill, and not because the game is broken or is it's impossible to beat or something like that. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I, I, I agree get the frustration, but it's I I get frustrated at me, not the game. If that makes sense, to, you have to kind of like take a step back and just like look at the level. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys, maybe Viper or something, uses the little mini map, but I have found myself if I'm really struggling on a stage, I'll zoom out of the mini map a little bit and just kind of get my bearings a little bit for like why am I failing so much? And you know, you, you can see some of the the obstacles they, they, they're actually moving on the, the mini map. So you know, these things like that can kind of help you think about your next decision before you tackle the stage again you know if you keep repeating the stage over and over you think you're going to get better at it but then i mean when you told me about i'd spent an hour on that one stage and all i needed to do was like turn around and press a pause button you know these things like that <laughs> that you kind of need to stop for a moment and just have a have a good think about what the the stage is actually kind of kind of doing um you know like you, like you said with the tea thing i think i may have just got lucky on that one and just you know just rolled and bounced and got through the goal and there's this there is stages like that where you'll find something that seemingly is hard for one person ends up being quite quick and easy for another person that just kind of gets lucky and a bounce kind of helps you get through the goal so uh yeah i think that the difficulties like mixed in that sort of sense you can struggle with the level and then find the next few super easy. Um, I, I don't know and, if it's... And you can approach this in, in different ways as well. If you want to complete everything, like if you want to get, like collect all the bananas. For sure, You can yeah. do that, obviously. that that's It's a challenge. Obviously, if you just want to get to the goal as quickly as possible, you can do that as well. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't force you to get everything. So... I don't think it's that hard and frustrating. I'd be interested to hear what Viper's got to say about, you know, difficulty and stuff, because from what he said, it seems like he's kind of a speedrunner of sorts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it's kind of tough to say. I guess it's one of those games where the more you play it, the better you get. So it's like, oh, that level, okay, I know what to do here. So it's... I'm still would call myself the greatest player in the world. Like I'm still stuck on those bloody master levels at the moment. And like Casey said, you can't quit and go back. You've got to do it all in one foul swoop. So um, certainly I'd say some of the levels are far more frustrating than they need to be. But the genius of Monkey Ball is a lot of it is trial and error. And I also think that's the genius of then removing the life system to uh, flourish a bit more. But um as a whole, yeah, the challenge is kind of all over the place. In certain places, it'll be a bit easy, and then you'll find a really difficult stage, and then you'll get a couple more, and then like five levels later, there'll be another really difficult stage, which you find yourself stuck on for 20, 30 minutes or so. so uh, but as a whole, I think the game gets the challenge right, because as has been mentioned, it's never really the game's fault if something goes wrong. Sure, there's some frustrating and gimmicky levels at times, but you can always kind of see where your mistakes came from. It's never really, oh, the game pushed me over there, that's why I failed, or that sort of thing. Um, But 
I think as well, going back to the IGN review, I think it's it's repetitive. That's kind of uh, another moot point because the whole point of it is, I keep saying it, it's iterative. So, for example, in the Monkey Ball 1 challenge stages, in the beginning you've got exam A, which is a test of all your skills up to that point as the final level of beginner. And then in advance you got exam B, which is the same thing, but slightly harder to test all your new skills. And then, once again, in expert, you got exam C. So, it's iterative on purpose. That's kind of what it's meant to be. It's a test your skills, and it's like, okay, so you did this previously, so let's ramp it up a little bit, and let's add some new twists and turns. And, yeah, it's repetitive, but in a way that's meant to cleverly test your skills, and never in a way that's kind of dull and... (laughs) Um, how would you word it? I don't know. I guess. I mean, you you you're controlling, uh, or not controlling, but you're a, a monkey in a ball trying to get to the goal, overcoming obstacles. Of course, it's going to get repetitive. Yeah. Okay, there's only so B. much you. Can, there's only so much you can do with that. Um, I mean, repetitive. I repetitive is a word that's thrown around. I think a lot. And if 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 monkey ball's repetitive, then Assassin's Creed's repetitive. Yeah, you go up, you jump up a tower, you kill some people, and you do the next bit of the story, rinse and repeat. I, I don't, I don't understand that criticism. It's it's repetitive because it has to be. As as Viper's saying, it's you, you get better as you go along. You you get new skills. You, you I, I don't buy into that repetitive. I doesn't. It doesn't feel repetitive to me because I'm getting better at it. Yeah, I wonder if there's like yeah. a. A modern day gamer kind of attitude. I, I like. I don't know who particularly wrote that review, and I don't want to like drop names and stuff. But apparently, are they not a person from... who was um, very fond of the GameCube games. Okay. okay, that's interesting to hear because I was I was about to say like maybe he's not from that kind of era we're from, where you do just pick up a crazy taxi and play it for twenty minutes and then turn it off. You know, it's not a game that you have to complete in one sitting. It's a game that you just enjoy for the spur of the moment kind of thing that it gives you. Um, the repetitive mm. nature is, you know, that it's it's a confined uh, game. That is the game type. It's not trying to be something it's not. It's not, you know, I, 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 I don't really know the story yeah. <laughs> kind of to Monkey Ball. I don't think that particularly is a story, but it doesn't need a story. It, it's it should just be that kind of game where you just pick up and play for twenty minutes to an hour, and then put it away, and then come back to it another time. And or you know, it, it's repetitive is a bit of a, a strange word to use for a game like Super Monkey Ball, because I think you should kind of know what kind of game you're going into if you if you pick that game up and play it. Perhaps um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we're not trying to, um, you know, this <laughs> uh, on, on whoever did this review uh, and, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm just trying, I mentioned this review, by the way, so yeah. just people who are listening to us um, get our thoughts on, on those particular points that the reviewer uh, mentioned and, and make them made them give the game a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that he had, you know, he really enjoyed the the original games. That was interesting because then, you know, seemingly he's coming from a mindset of comparing that to the old sort of games on the GameCube. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, 
Again, I'd be interested to hear Viper's take on the controls because it's been so long, really, that to me, when I'm playing Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, it feels like how I expect it to feel. I don't feel like the controls are making me play worse. Or I think I've seen videos on YouTube about people talking about the, the dead zone on the thumbstick not being a square and it's like a circle or something. So these like intricacies there that you can't really do on Banana Mania. And I think there might be a fix for the PC version or something that I was reading. Um, but to, to me, playing the game after so long, um, I'd, I'd, and, and not really a competitive kind of, kind of guy where a minute milli school of movement is going to really make me aware that that's the case in Banana Mania. To me, it just seems fine. I don't know if anyone else shares that sort of opinion or Viper might disagree a little I mean, bit. I've, I don't know. I've had no issues with it, but I've come in from a long time in the cold with the franchise. I think the controls are fine. They're responsive. And if I fall off a level, it's my fault. I suck. And I do suck at this game. But then that's just part of the charm for me. I'd, yeah, the controls are fine. Responsive, snappy. I find the camera is a little bit iffy, but I, that again might just be me getting used to the, to, the, to the thing more than anything else. But overall, there's no issues on my side, at least. I, I think you can't really move the camera that far, so that's my only main issue with the, the camera. I think in certain stages, it would be useful to just get a like a. You you can get you can uh, pause the game and um, view the stage like get a, an overhead shot of the the stage or something. But it would be useful to get more control of the the camera, perhaps, or maybe not. I'm not sure. Just I think it would be useful. Is that something you could do in the old games? I can't really remember. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm saying I'm not I'm not sure if it's useful or not. I just. Mm. Assume it would be useful to get more uh, control over over what you can see while playing the game while rolling. Yeah, I did find on that you know the the stage you're on about Casey where you get propelled up the big tower and you're flying in the sky a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. did feel like at times I wish the camera would let you loop down uh -huh. quicker so you can exactly. see where you're going to land because that was even though it 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 didn't take me as long as it did. I think from what mm. you were saying, I, I got a bit lucky and landed on the top, and then I rolled into the goal. <laughs> but like like you say, if you could turn the camera to face down a bit quicker, that probably would help, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know you can change the sensitivity, but even at five, I, I switched it to five. There's like, it seems like it's it stops at a certain point. Yeah, it does. It, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's fairly... sort of fixed. Mm. You sort of look left and right, up and down a little bit, but it's... it's it, but then I suppose this is sort of me being used to modern games where you have sort of that 360 view where you can just move the camera as you, as you see fit. And it's most of mine are gripe and it's just something I just get used to. It's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I think we've uh, shared our thoughts. Uh, I think we all agree that this is a, a, a great game. Uh, fairly enjoyable, enjoyable by anyone i suppose unless you're not into like arcadey type i'm gonna games. put a disclaimer on it for the soundtrack actually the damn theme tune gets in your head 
Like, oh, for God's sake, because I'm sat humming it at work. I, I know. I, I, my, my wife's complained. <laughs> Did you guys That's see the, the, the Tokyo Game Show? Like, I think it was the last day of the Tokyo Game Show on the Sega YouTube channel, the Japanese channel. They did um, a music segment, and they kicked the music segment off with um, the actual voice actors that did that song, that that yeah, theme song. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you've got even you've even got Nagoshi San, exactly. who says like, "Hello, hello." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think we we need to uh, at the end of this episode, we need to sing. <laughs> hello, hello. Did you want to talk about the music at all? Like. I'd, I know I've heard people talk about the EDM sort of new soundtrack, but actually I quite enjoyed it. And I, into, I did too. I did too. Yeah. yeah. And going into the game, I was trying to think back to like the early games soundtrack. And actually it's not that memorable. You know, like if you think of like a jet set radio song or something, you can kind of hear it in your head. You can hum it. You can sing concept of love and that sort of stuff. But the monkey ball series for me, at least doesn't seem to have that kind of music. I, this is going to be, a bit of a weird take, like, but if anyone ever remembers it, like a children's game show back in the early nineties called Finders Keepers. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. The music kind of reminded me of that, like when I was trying to think how the original Super Monkey Ball music sounds like. It's like this kind of like um, frantic but funky sort of vibe. And mm. downloading the DLC for like the classic soundtrack and actually listening to it again, I, I did sort of. It did remind me of how it used to sound, but like I say, it it's not the most memorable music anyway. So. Um, I, I did see a lot of people commenting on the EDM doesn't really fit with the Monkey Ball series, but actually I've I've quite enjoyed the new music because I was blocked from that DLC until I paid three ninety nine with my version of the game. So I've been listening to the new music quite a lot, and I've I've really enjoyed it actually. Yeah, so I um, I'm guessing Viper and I will have a different take on that regarding the original. Yeah, I don't know. One hundred percent. My 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 opinion is is different because I played a lot of Monkey Ball music on Radio Sega, and so I've I'm accustomed to hearing that. And and when I I actually played most of the time that I've I've played the game, I've used the the original the sorry the new soundtrack. So I I do enjoy it. I think it fits. No complaints there. But when I turned on the original songs, I said, ah, this is it. <laughs> this is where it's at. Because I'm more familiar with it. But I'm not saying it's better. It's just more of a familiarity aspect that I have with it. Because I've played a lot of Monkey Ball music on, on Radio Sega. I'm guessing Viper, being a, a, a big fan of the, the originals, will probably enjoy the music because of that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, Banana Mania's music is more good as like an album than it is as an in-game soundtracks. I'd say because I really do like it. I like it a lot, but 
I just feel like having spent so much time in those levels and knowing what they should sound like and all that sort of thing, in the original versions at least, when you go into it and you get some of these stages, they're almost like obliterated by EDM. Um, and it's one that I brought up in the Radio Sega review, but it's the bubbly washing machine in the original. Um, it's even one that I use as uh, talkbed music on my show. It's so like calming and serene and just nice and happy and chirpy, but just calm and mellow enough. And then you get into the new soundtrack and it's like this EDM dubstep banger. And it's like, it's a nice song, but what happened? Um and you get a lot of things like that where maybe, yeah, it's a great song. I love it. And I'll definitely be listening to the digital release, which they keep into that, which is nice. Um, but yeah, once I got access to the soundtrack switch, because the Steam version in pre-release didn't have that for a while. Um, so once I got access to it, once I'd finished the game or done all the stuff I wanted to do in it, it was like, same with Casey. It's like, ah, it feels like I'm back at home again, in a sense, just nice and nice and calm and relaxing. Everything sounds as it should. Nothing's out of place. Everything's perfect. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. My feeling, uh, with that is just because I, I know the songs. I don't really know where they, they're supposed to be playing, but when I switched to the original soundtrack, I I noticed myself, you know, I I was frustrated at my lack of skill, and at the same time I was smiling because the music was good. So yeah, what about you, Matt? I mean, I'm coming in again from my memories of the the original soundtrack. Are very you know, there aren't many because it's been so long. But I think for me, it felt like um old school Sega music but certainly in the early levels I'm on world four at the moment so I haven't got all the way through the, the story mode yet but I felt it fit they fitted quite nicely I mean as I say the theme tune damn them to, seriously because it's stuck in my head <laughs> I, it, I, I'm going to be humming that for the rest of my blooming life I, I, I don't I, it's just it's got that hook I don't know why it's just got stuck in my head but the whole soundtrack for me it just fits it doesn't it just feels like a Sega soundtrack. And given the, the wonderful soundtracks that are out there for Sega, I mean, you talk Virtual Fight, you talk Shenmue, you, talk, yeah, you could go even Lost Judgment and the Yakuza series has some fantastic, especially Rocky stuff in there. Um, I just I just sat and thought, this, you know, this is a top quality Sega soundtrack that fits the levels perfectly and didn't, it didn't get in the way of the experience of anything and it enhanced it for me. Yeah. I wonder if it is a case yeah. of like hearing new music for old things that probably instantly mm. deters you a little bit. Like Viper was saying, um, as soon as you put the old soundtrack back on, it felt familiar again because obviously that is the familiar familiarity. It's going to happen to us, though, James, isn't it? With this with this anime when it comes out, because I guarantee you there'll be some soundtrack new songs coming to that that we've already associated in our head as a certain yeah. song. And we'll we we'll, we'll experience that same thing, I'm sure. So it's for me coming I'm, in a I'm, way. I'm guessing it's more like uh, the release of Crazy Taxi without the the Offspring and yeah. Bad Religion soundtracks. Yeah, that hurts yeah. a lot. That's a that good, hurts good, a lot, right? So it's a good comparison. It's not that the, the music is. I mean, it's not that it's good either, but uh, <laughs> it's not that it's bad, but it's not the original. So you you are so used to uh, hearing those those original I mean, tracks. That, Especially yeah. I mean, that crazy taxi example, the offspring, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's iconic. It's it, it is crazy taxi, and mm-hmm. to to lose, I don't know. It just it felt like it lost a little bit of its soul. But then, 
Because How would you know, like, if you're just experiencing Crazy Taxi for the first time with the it, new music? I exactly, that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? For, for for me, coming in fresh, I haven't, yeah, I have no real recollection of the old stuff. So for me, it sounds you know, the new music sounds absolutely fine. But I can appreciate where Viper and, and Casey are coming from. That actually hearing the old stuff and then compare it to the new stuff and where it all fits, I yeah, I, I can see where that comes from. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just love the fact that they've given you the option again. Same with yeah. like, like I was oh, saying definitely. with the Bitch Fighter series. Um, I think that's a, a good uh, way of doing things going forward, to be honest. If if you're going to remaster something, why not make new music and keep the old stuff as well? It's, it's a good, good way of doing it. We get double the amount of music as well out of it. <laughs> True. Yeah. And going back to the, the, the start of this conversation, um, the amount of content... So <laughs> we started on that, but the amount of content included in this, uh, the DLC that the DLCs that you'll still get in the future, uh, the ones included in, in the digital deluxe edition, um, the costumes, the, the the unlockables, the different modes, the party games, uh, everything that you get. So this is for someone who is a fan of Super Monkey Ball, and as you said, uh, James, it's Amazing looking back how uh, how many games uh, came out in, in the past, like, uh, uh, 20 years. Yeah, well, um, like I say, from 2001 to 2014, I was surprised yeah. to see a game every single year, which um, it kind of shocked me, actually, because I was getting digging out my own games. I got uh-huh. the original Xbox game. I got the Super Monkey Ball Adventure on the PS2. Um, and you know, seemingly in between all those things, are like you DS game, Game Boy Advance game. I, to be honest, I didn't even realize. I should realize, being on the show, <laughs> that there was a sequel, Super Monkey Ball Two, on the GameCube. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, loads of games: iOS game, PS Vita game. Two. So I'm guessing that there's a, a huge following, or you know, a, at least a, a, a reasonable number of people who followed this game who bought the games mm-hmm. that made it fairly successful so for people who are fans of monkey ball this is the definitive version of uh as viper said one two deluxe in a, a love letter to the originals and to the series so i think people should definitely pick it up yeah i mean yeah. you're getting what f- three plus games for what 30 quid in in the uk at least it's good value of anything for all that content surely yeah for sure yeah okay so one one question that i wanted to ask you guys so like as to to wrap this up um how do you think this will affect what will this mean banana mania uh for the future of super monkey ball because um as james said we had a game like almost uh, every year from 2001 to 2014. Then we stop. We had uh, Banana Blitz HD recently. We have this mm-hmm. Mania, Banana Mania um, compilation, remaster, remake, whatever. Does this mean that we'll get more Monkey Ball in the future? Do you think there's a market for that? There are enough fans, enough gamers wanted to to get more monkey ball content in the future how do you feel about that i personally hope so i mean 
it's the same with Virtua Fighter Five uh, Ultimate Showdown. It's 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 interesting Sega's position on these sort of IPs, whether the gauge in the market um, to see how well this successfully sells for you know newcomers to the series. Perhaps the the watching the figures to then move on to a Virtua Fighter Six, maybe to a Super Monkey Ball, whatever the next title, big title would be. Number three, I suppose. I don't know if they never released a three because it turned into DX deluxe version or whatever. Maybe the, you know, that could be the the revival game that turns heads a little bit. But it it depends what kind of route they're planning of going down. I I, I don't really know um, as a, an outsider looking in. Um, hopefully, like I was saying earlier about the marketing strategy with the the downloadable characters and the way that they've gone about doing that to generate help. Uh, hype, sorry. I think that can only help sales of Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania because you're not only targeting Sega fans, you're targeting Atlas fans, Yakuza-based fans, um, mm-hmm. you've got, I don't even know, was it Slime Rancher, Hello Kitty? Um, yeah. If people are picking the game up just because they like those characters, then you know there's extra sales there out of nothing, really. I think it it also sort of fits Sega's more recent model of exploring their old IPs, be it through licensing them out, like Streets of Rage, Shenmue Three, uh, Panzer Dragon, etc. Or as you say, like with Virtual Fighter Five, where they're they're sort of dipping their toes in the waters a little bit and going, you know, is is this successful? Could this be successful? And then sort of taking things on from there. So it, I mean, it fits their model. I'd love to see how well it's done in terms of sales, in terms of people picking up actual like numbers playing it because i think the potential is there i really do think there's a market for this sort of game especially if they wanted to go down the mobile route again given how addictive it is they could certainly explore that option although i know their sort of checkered history of mobile games recently might be be something to be desired but there's i think there's there's room for these these sorts of games that why shouldn't there be and i think sega knows who their iconic characters are i mean like i was saying towards the start of the show about the sega all-stars branding that they, they were doing a few years ago uh, i would like another game in that series as well to be fair um but they know who their iconic iconic characters are so if they are testing the waters with some of the old ip they know they've got nostalgic fans like us that will lap up anything they do i know they've they've done a space channel 5 vr game you know they're, they're kind of revisiting these sort of old Sega IP characters that we've been craving for for so long that they were seemingly ignoring. I think they're doing a decent job uh, lately of kind of like bringing those old characters back. Uh, perhaps we'll see a Danica Patrick game in the future. And uh... oh, oh God, please, yes, please do that. Uh, yeah. Danica Patrick forces when. Uh, or maybe I don't know, <laughs> Viper. What do you think about what? What will the future bring for this awesome series? Uh, so I'm going to be a little boring and say that I remember back in 2019, the official Super Monkey Ball Twitter did a poll, and the number one result of the poll was a Super Monkey Ball One and Two remake. Interestingly, and now two years later, well, wouldn't you know? What do we have? Um, but 
the secondary and, you know, therefore all the other tertiary results as well also give an interesting insight into perhaps what the future could hold. Because uh, you also had additional options like remakes of other games like Super Mario 3D or maybe even Step and Roll. But the second most popular option, you, as you probably expect, surprising it wasn't the top one really, was a true form sequel, um, you know, the Super Mario 3 we never got. Um, so I think that's likely where they're going to pull inspiration from next. You know, they have a direct response as to what the fans want. And Sega have been quite good about that lately and in the past as well. You know, you had, um, thinking back somewhat historically, you had series like Project Diva come to the West for the first time, thanks to Twitter polls and stuff like that. And you had, uh, the levels in Sonic Generations were famously chosen by a Facebook poll. So... These polls say you use quite a lot to determine the direction, and this direct interaction seems to be what they've been kind of fostering on, even for as long as the last 10 years, even though the brand strategy seems to have changed to be more nostalgia-based recently. They've always been very good at directly reaching out to the fans, and they've said, this is what we want, so I think that we're going to get what we want. Um, so, yeah, hope we get that true traditional Super Monkey Ball 3 that we've all been uh, pining for for many years now. And I do think there is a bright future ahead. We know that Banana Blitz HD sold decently well, enough for this to be a thing. And this seems to have pulled in all fans from all walks of life. And you've got people who perhaps wouldn't have played it before, but, oh, there's Sonic in it, and, oh, there's uh, Kazmakiryu in it, and you got beat from Jet Set Radio, and maybe you... Hello Kitty. Yeah, you got Hello Kitty, all the Samrio <laughs> fans are screaming from the rooftops and all, all the Monster Rancher fans are desperately uh, picking up the copies, all, all that, I'm sure. But um, yeah, you've got now suddenly this mass appeal from all sorts of franchises that you can now bring to this. And you've got all these people who, you know, maybe they collect Yakuza games, for example. Oh, look, I've got to get a copy of this on my shelf. Um, so they've expanded the audience. Um, so... I think they're going to see an excellent return on it, in my opinion, at least, especially if they're wise with their sales. I mean, it's already a very attractive package for the price already. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they're clever with, like, Steam Winter sales, Steam Summer sales, those sort of things, I think uh, they're going to have a grand return on it, and we're going to see a bright future, in my opinion. Um, you know, no longer just a side cameo in some All-Stars or some, you know, random Sonic DLC. It's back in the limelight and as has been alluded to all throughout the show you know II and Co are very iconic to Sega the first real almost beacon of light after the Dreamcast death it's like yeah look we can still make new franchises can still make new games and Monkey Ball was really the first of that kind so I think it's important they keep it alive for historical reasons and I'm glad they finally remembered Iron Co. And yeah, hopefully this is just one of many great games to come. No more like six year gaps for me, please. Just constant <laughs> great games where possible. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's interesting how um, some other iconic like legacy Sega characters and franchises haven't been represented in uh, more recent All Stars games, but we've always had II at least. So Sega do understand the importance of, of Monkey Ball, and hopefully we can get more uh, good games in, in the future, in the near future. And please, Sega, Ryo Hazuki as DLC, please. Hashtag no, Rie for Monkey Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
sure. By the way, Viper, would you like? I I know for me, Matt and James, we all want Rio. Would you like to to have as like a, a Sega Legacy DLC character? Well, so that's entirely fair for me. I'm right there behind you all. But um, as you alluded to earlier in the showcase, see, I really would have liked instead of those consoles, you know, the lifeless animated consoles to have the uh, chibi versions of the Sega Hard Girls in there instead. That would have been an excellent use of the characters after they've sadly been long forgotten. You know, you can see a tear in my eye somewhere. Um, yes. In terms of one that I want to see happen and actually appears to be happening, according to some rather suspect tweets made by Super Monkey Ball and Danny himself, um... Seems like there's going to be some Sakura Wars content in Monkey Ball if the stars align. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that would make me very happy indeed. Um, So if that is indeed the case, then I look forward to it. Otherwise, I'm right there behind you with uh, Rio for uh, Super Monkey Ball. (laughs) It's a great challenge. I don't don't know, between Rio and the Hard Girls. Mm. I'm going to go with Rio, but... It's, it's not easy, not easy for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's go with Rio as my as my pick as well because the hard girls aren't happening anyway. So uh, Rio seems more plausible. Yeah, sniff, <laughs> sniff. I did think and it was interesting uh, what Viper was saying about the the online polls and stuff because I kind of just fill them in um, and I'm kind of oblivious to results. So it's nice to know that like Viper's obviously studied the results from those polls and we are kind of getting what everyone is voting for. So it's, it just, it, it lends itself to like, if you do see a Sega poll in the future or a voting thing, definitely fill it in because it seems like yeah. they are actually following that um, in terms of what the, the next stage of strategy is going forward with old IP or whatever. So yeah, that's definitely opened my eyes a little bit to, Take more Shamu boxes, definitely in those those polls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so guys, thank you very much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you all on on the show. And it's uh, I think people um, who are on the fence about this game uh, definitely got something out of this. I hope this was informative and entertaining. Uh, remember, guys, you can uh, join our our enter our giveaway for Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Um, you know, if you follow us on, on social media, details will be there as well. But um, yeah, Viper, where can people find you on, uh, they can, online? They can, of course, find me uh, on Radio Sega, radiosega.net, Fridays at 7 p.m. Um, or over at rspicnmix.com. Um, where all previous episodes of my show are available, or rather, more boringly, um, on social media at the Green Vibrate in most places, except Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. well, technically Facebook and Instagram, they, they, you know, they're, they're, they could be down. So, they, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> and and Twitch, don't forget Twitch, love that Twitch, in as well. Twitch. Yeah, please change your passwords. Um, <laughs> Matt, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find where, where can people find you? Oh, there's more where can't you find us these days? Yeah. We plastered ourselves everywhere. I mean, we're all over exactly. Twitter. Um, Shenry underscore Dojo on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Um, James and I have got uh, our own sort of podcast running. So if you want sort of long-form podcasts, then you know where to find us on YouTube. We're over on Twitch. We're over on Facebook. We're over on Instagram. Um, pumping out lots of Shenmue-related content all the time. And as James is saying, we're going to be recording a new podcast episode 
um, hopefully after getting some anime news slash trailer tomorrow. Which could be today if people are listening it to this. On, it could be. On Thursday on Radio Sega or the podcast. Yeah, could be. Uh, James. Yeah, like Matt says, uh, Shemu Dojo, um, you know, you can find us on Twitter everywhere or whatever. Uh, personally, I used Twitter the most. If you want to just specifically contact me for some reason, I'm at Skill Gym. Um, but yeah, uh, like Matt says, we kind of got a good podcast series going ourselves if you want to get involved with that. Uh, Matt does some really quality interviews with people connected to the Sega world. You've got at Shemi World, sorry, you've got voice actors, uh, fans, and you know people involved in the Shemi games themselves. He's speaking to, so I, I would recommend those p- podcasts in particular. Uh, you can find wherever you find him, Sega Lounge, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and more often than not, on the Sega Lounge as well. That's where people can find you as well. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always a pleasure to have you guys. So thank you very much for joining me. Uh, Enjoy um, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania, (laughs) and and the Shenmue anime and whatnot. And before we go, just a quick shout-out that I I almost forgot. Shout-out to RTG Studio, okay? Because they're, you know, it's their year Mm. uh, this year, I think. Virtue Fighter Five, Ultimate Showdown, um, Lost Judgment, uh, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. So it's they're doing know. some quality work because it's not only that. If you think about it, in Lost Judgment, you've got Sonic the Fighters. They've kind of brought back yeah. again. You've got yeah. all those Master System classics that someone's had to port over. You know they're they're doing a lot of work actually. RGG. So yeah, props. Well played. Props exactly. Yeah, it's, it's their year. They're basically Sega at this point. It's just him. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) So, guys, again, thank you very much uh, for coming. Thank you very much for having us. As for you guys listening to the show, thank you very much for joining us. The Sega Lounge will return next week with guests and another regular show. So, I hope you come back as well. Bye bye. The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesegalounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. A Mixed On Productions podcast.